This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today, we are going to be talking about the FBI investigation into the NCAA and how it's going to affect the NBA. We're also talking about Jimmy Butler's injury last night against the Houston Rocket and how it's going to affect the spooky Timberwolves. We're also going to round that out with Kawhi Leonard talk and if he will return or if he should return to the San Antonio Spurs this season. Before we jump into that, this is all supported and helped by our Patreons at over at patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to be one of our Patreons, go over to patreon.com slash podcast. We have tiers where you can be on a podcast monthly and talk about a topic of your choice. We also have a monthly Patreon podcast that everybody gets to enjoy if they are a Patreon. So uh, head over to patreon.com slash podcast if you want to help support us. If you don't have the financial ability to support us or you just don't want to you know, make that uh, contribution, head over to iTunes and give us ratings over there because that helps just as much. You can rate the Fast Break, the Onside Kick, the Primetime Podcast, and the Rick and Johnny Podcast. I know we have like 14 reviews over on mm-hmm. iTunes, and we appreciate yeah. all that support. It just helps us get more eyes on this uh, this product, our product, and helps us get out to more people to enjoy. And finally, head over to mostvaluablepodcast.com. That site was not only created by Ricky Whitmer, but also backed by our patrons. Uh, you can also check out the store over there and get one of yourselves a Most Valuable Podcast t-shirt and uh, get the size of your choice. Is this choice. the first time you've worn it on the podcast? I was just I've worn thinking... It- I've worn it in videos, uh, but not. I don't think I've worn it in, during a podcast. Yeah. Because, like, as you were doing the whole beginning spiel, I was like, I don't think I've ever looked across and seen you in that beautiful T-shirt. I've worn it. I think I, I worn it the, the first day that you gave it to me. It was on mm-hmm. a video. Like okay. We were doing drafts. No, I mean, like, right now on the fast break, like, looking across and seeing mm-hmm. that yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, I think this is the first podcast debut uh, for the Most Valuable Podcast T-shirt. But just make sure you get your the right size because this one's a little snug on me. And is I think, it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just making sure. Just throwing it out there. Uh, I'm not saying give me a new one. It still mm-hmm. fits me, but it's a little snug. <laughs> what size is it? Uh, it's a medium. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dave, David, the same thing. He said yeah. his medium's yeah, kind of I think that was a little more. I was, my thought overzealous. was. Overzealous? My thought, yeah. My thought was, overzealous. I'll work out into it. Uh, yeah. You know, get into the, the, the build of it. I just got the triple X knowing what it was going to be. There I know my fate. I know my fate, man. <laughs> Anyways, before we uh, jump into the three topics that we mentioned, we have Wet Boys, and Wet Boys are the hottest players of the week. Guys who had great weeks, great games, great performances. We're going to be talking about them. They are the dampest dudes, the soggiest shooters. They are the wettest of boys. Ricky Widmer, who is your Wet Boy of the Week? Well, I mean, my Wet Boy, I believe it's his second time being a Wet Boy. That's Steph Curry. I mean, yeah, he only played one game, but dub-dub, 44 points, 10 assists, shot 74% from the field, almost the same from three. Well, duh, Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. You got to go with Steph. 44 coming out of the All-Star break. He was upset that his team did not win the All-Star game. Yeah, I understand why Team Stefan. God, that, that killed him still. <laughs> I didn't get it. That was a great Steph All-Star game, but it was, it, it was kind of ruined by Team Stefan. It's Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my white boy of the week is uh, three-time, not now tied for the lead, is actually Anthony Davis. And, I mean, the man's a monster on his own. Without having Boogie out there to help share that load, he is truly doing everything, dropping 45-17, five steals, five blocks, two assists. The only thing that wasn't clicking for him that night was his three-point shot. It was a little ugly at one for six, but mm-hmm. let's be honest, he was doing everything out there. Man, the, the guy, I, I want to give him as much credit as possible while well, he's still a New Orleans Pelican. Well, and you mentioned it, too, because Danny Ainge coming after him. The dig. Uh, yeah, Danny Ainge is coming after him. Yeah, <laughs> picks. Uh, you mentioned the fact that now he's tied with James Harden for most wet boy uh, uh, honors. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the thing with that is, is we at the end of the season, we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've said it on a podcast or not, but I know Dave and I mentioned it 
We're going to give out an award, and not based on who we think is the best player, not by MVPs or anything like that. We're giving it off of most wet boy honors. So right now, James Harden, Anthony Davis, in the tie for the lead, and now not only is it the playoff push for the New Orleans Pelicans and the Houston Rockets, it's also the wet boy push for James Harden and Anthony Davis. Don't think they're not thinking about it. Both of those guys are huge fans of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those guys watching out for it. And Tobias Harris now getting his name into the mix. His first wet boy. He was my wet boy of the week, averaging 26 points per game, nine total rebounds, five assists, shooting 65 percent from the field and 70 percent from three toby in two games getting it now on the first one against golden state but coming back with a win against phoenix that's not too hard um on the 23rd toby balling out and he's been doing pretty well liking the fit i will say as i looked at the graphic and i was like oh it's weird seeing clipper colors for Tobias Harrison, not Piston. It was like, weird seeing it, him in Piston colors, too, I'll be it's honest. It's a different, like, it's, yeah, I get it's red, white, and blue, yeah. but it's just a different shade of those. And seeing the Clipper logo behind him, I was like, oh, forgot that he was a Clipper. It was, it was weird seeing Piston stuff, too, uh-huh. though. I always, I always think of him as an Orlando Magic still. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, because the Magic are your favorite team. Yeah, and the weird thing, too, is I'm looking at this, I didn't even remember that he was a Milwaukee Buck. True, he so, was a buck. He's a Milwaukee Buck and Orlando Magic and a Detroit Pistons. Uh, Piston, and I believe all for uh, two years as well. The only team he hasn't played for two years with uh, is uh, Los Angeles. Well, technically three years in, mm-hmm. in uh, Detroit, but it was two half seasons. Yeah. Uh, or one, one yeah. two, yeah. wrap I say it up. two half seasons? Yeah, yeah. Right, let's just yeah. wrap it Full up. Full season That's and a half season. Yep. But anyways, let's move on into our first topic. If you guys have any thoughts on these topics, leave them down in the comments below. But we're moving into the FBI investigation into the NCAA and the violations of possible payers being of players being played through agencies. Uh, Yahoo reported it first. Federal documents detail sweeping potential NCAA violations involving high-profile players in schools. We see names like Dennis Smith Jr. pop up, teams like Michigan State pop up. This is some big news in the college basketball area, and it's going to have some effect in the NBA. Well, I was even going to say, a guy who's in our draft right now, DeAndre Ayton, also mm-hmm. a name that's been thrown into this. And Sean Miller, the head coach of the Arizona mm-hmm. Wildcats, will not coach tonight against Oregon because of it. Ayton will play in that yep. game, but Sean Miller... Back in October, said there was no truth to the rumors. Mm-hmm. Arizona coming out and saying that they stand by those statements made in October. However, now Sean Miller is not coaching in this one. Head coach Lorenzo Ramar actually going to be taking over. Former uh, former Washington. coach of the Washington, yep. Yep. Washington Huskies. Uh, but we see this bombshell dropping in college, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of you know the question is going to be asked of what ripples will this have on the NBA? So first off, what are your thoughts on this, Ricky? On what could this possibly mean for the National Basketball Association? Well, my first immediately, and this isn't a league thing, this is just of what it can do right now to what we talk about. Right. One of the things I heard, and this was moments before we went on the podcast, like when I was at home before coming to the station, is Mm -hmm. they were talking about, well, what if Arizona says, all right, DeAndre Ayton, you can't play anymore this season. So it could have that implication right on the NBA of, oh, shit, the guy who is going to be our number one, number two in our last mock draft mm-hmm. is not going to be eligible. Now, people are going to sit there and go, it doesn't matter. You, you see talent like that, you go ahead and take it. But overall, I feel like this is something where the NBA has to go, uh, it's like when your little brother does something, it's like, 
why am I related to you? Why are we related? And this is, well, I think this could be the beginning of us separating away the real, NBA and college. There's not that much of a buddy-buddy like, no, relationship between the two in the first place. Just because you're brothers doesn't mean you're buddy-buddy. Well, I don't even know if they're no, brothers. Like, they're like Technically cousins. unrelated. I mean, they've, the mm-hmm. NBA has no control over college basketball, but college basketball provides all the product and players and, you know, the build-up. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the overall majority for mm-hmm. the NBA. So, I mean... Yeah, I think that's that's the kind of the worst feedback out of this is yes, they can name all these names and all these college schools, but at the end of the day, you're now getting all these players with taint around mm-hmm. like their name and how they came to get to those schools and how they got to the NBA. But let's let's let's, let's be honest real quick because mm-hmm. there's you, you mentioned taint around their names yeah. and taint around the. I the, see the no schools. taint around their names. What I'm saying around the yeah. players. No. What I'm saying is I I don't think that there's you know there should be a shame on these players or anything no. like that. No. This shouldn't be that big of a deal on the player side. If someone's gonna pay you money to sign with a school, sure, you better ahead. take it mm-hmm. because you know some of these guys are coming from lower level and lower mm-hmm. class areas. They're going to take money that's going to help out their family right away, and they're not going to be paid going to college. And some people are going to say, oh, you get $40,000 in scholarship. You're going to a school for free. They're not going for the education, most of them yeah. at least. Most mm-hmm. of these guys, like Markel Fultz, who was named, Dennis Smith Jr., one and done, they're here to play basketball. Like Cardell Jones said, <laughs> we're not here to play school. Yep. Like I mean, this is something where these guys are going because they have a future mm-hmm. in the NBA. And you hear this in, in, in so many different, you know, uh, at least uh, things. In the entertainment business, because that's what sports are, mm-hmm. you really don't need a degree to do jack shit. No. Musicians, they don't have degrees. They yeah. don't need degrees, at least, to get a, a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hosts and analysts really don't but also then again you see guys who just get big on reality television and then boom they're put into a situation where they're now celebrities i don't even know what kim kardashian's degree is but she's a billionaire i mean Mm -hmm. when you're in the entertainment industry you don't need a degree you don't need that schooling you're going to take money when money's offered to you so guys like markel fultz deandre ayton miles bridges as well was named as well dennis smith jr these guys shouldn't have shame on their name or taint around their names because of this i mean it's something that it was kind of annoying me when I saw like reading comments, mm-hmm. whether yeah. whether on Instagram or, or Twitter, all these people complaining. These players should be being should be being played like Lonzo Ball said. They should be getting pay for you know per, you know being in the NCAA because this NCAA tournament and all of the money that they make from broadcasting is not trickling down to the players. No, it's not. And like that's the first thing. Like shame on the name. No, the real problem is, and this is a college problem, but I'll just state it, and we don't have to get mm-hmm. into it. Is it's like, look at Arizona. No shame on DeAndre Ayton. All the shame on, like, Sean Miller and, like, the dirty recruiting tactics that, like, something like, oh, I'll pay you $100,000 just to make sure I get this guy to sign. It makes me think back to all the recruiting decisions. You're like, what? Why did he choose that school over this one? Mm-hmm. Well, now I know why. Yeah. Like, now I know why. Yeah, That's it kind of clears a little bit of the air. It. But at the end of the day, it's not like any of this kind of hit us as a surprise. Mm-hmm. No. It's been like the dirty secret that everyone's known for the longest time. Mm-hmm. But we kind of didn't want to address it because I don't want, and, and again, this is more college, but like, I don't mm-hmm. want to look at Michigan State mm-hmm. or Kentucky or Duke, any of these schools in a negative light. Like, these are the powerhouses of college basketball. And at the same time, once we start talking about, you know, all these stuff going on behind the lines, it just mm-hmm. chips away at that pristine image of that school. Well, mm-hmm. and the thing, too, like Louisville, I mean, that was like the first, like, obviously, I know there was like Kelvin Sampson back in the day at Indiana. Right. He had stuff with Eric Gordon that was going on, but that really didn't cause a whole, like, crack yeah. in the earth, like an earthquake. The big one was Patino back mm-hmm. with Louisville, mm-hmm. where there's prostitutes in the in the hotel rooms. Yeah, the or, sex parties. Yeah, the sex parties, all that crap. I mean, like, that. that's something that that's totally different, mm-hmm. but it also started and probably led the FBI to be like, all right, what, is, what else is going 
going on because if mm-hmm. Patino's doing this, a right. guy that doesn't need to be playing players or you know providing them with hookers or anything like that, mm-hmm. what else is going on? And now yeah. we see that uh, this ASM uh, agency is being connected to all this, uh, you know, all these players. Uh, I forget the uh, Andy Miller, the agent, uh, mm-hmm. you know, loaning players. I think Markel yeah. Fultz is ten thousand uh, dollars. Dennis Smith in your seventy three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, according to ESPN. I mean, like, there's a lot of money flying around and. The thing that just uh, and before we get to the NBA part, it's just it's it's disgusting that people would be like, all right, the players deserve some shame because these are adults that started this. You don't mm-hmm. need to provide money to these players, and I understand that you want that upper edge, but you are adults. Sean Miller, mm-hmm. forty year old, uh, ads that are involving themselves in this. You're adults putting kids in these situations, and now these kids are being put in a situation where they're not going to turn down seventy three thousand dollars because. Even with Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith had injury problems going into college. And mm-hmm. you wonder, why did Dennis Smith go to NC State? Now it kind of makes sense getting $73,000, <laughs> well, I mean, especially with these injuries going into college. Part of it was, and I think, he, didn't you mention it in a in a past podcast that doesn't, isn't his mother related to NC State in some way? Like, I have that's no idea. A, that's that was probably thought, um, That I was like, oh, maybe that's why he went there. Like, hmm. why would you have to take the money? But obviously, if someone's going to say, hey, here's a check, right. I'm taking it. Hmm. Um Unless it's going to bounce, and I wouldn't take it. <laughs> However, this is going to be interesting, though, for the NBA, in my mind. Because it, the first thing I think of is, is this going to mean the G League's actually going to matter? Mm-hmm. Because to me, I don't give a crap about the G League. Well, it's something Could that Adam Silver has been it. working on developing as mm-hmm. a brand. And I think that um, we were listening to The Herd a little bit before this, and him talk about, you know, why do you think it's called the Gatorade League now? He's getting mm-hmm. sponsorship. He wants yeah. to make the G League a thing. And Plus, a, the a D League benefit. had a negative moniker to it. it like, did. oh, you're in the D League? Like, mm. grade-wise, the yeah. Demotion the Demotion League. Yeah. You're developing down yeah. there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, like, guys like Jimmy Fredette go down mm-hmm. there. You're like, oh, these are the guys. It's that, where you that, go when you can't cut it. Exactly. Let's be honest. Or, or you're a guy that's way too raw. You don't have any basketball skills. Two years away from being two years away? Bruno as well. (laughs) Um, The thing is, and this is what we're going to get into, is how is it going to affect the draft? Because Mm -hmm. obviously right now we know that they have the rule of you have to have one year of experience before you join the NBA after high school. So, And there's obviously some ways out of it. We've seen uh, Anthony Simmons, uh, you know, just... Take another year in mm-hmm. high school, so it's technically he's graduated. He's staying uh, still at IMG Academy. Emmanuel Moody, uh, yeah, Emmanuel Moody, go yeah. overseas to China. We also see um, Mitchell Robinson uh, mm-hmm. take a year off of college basketball and work out, and then obviously Thon Maker as well. A lot of different weird things yeah. going into that whole situation. But again, those have been players that have just you know gone around the college system mm-hmm. and still have gotten into the NBA without going to college. But still, the thing that you know it makes you know the thing that is going to be the biggest ripple is what are they going to do with the one and done rule? We've heard that Adam Silver has brought out and said that they want to get rid of the rule. Mm-hmm. They're making strides to do so. Do you feel like the one and done rule is? I mean, this is probably the sign. Do you feel like this is the sign that the one and done rule, the one and done rule, is done with? Yeah, no, this is it. This is going to kill the one and done. And, and part of me is saying, thank God, finally it's done because I. Before in the past, I've been like, no, I like the one and done. I like because I'm coming from from a college basketball fan. Also, I right. want a good product in college basketball. But the thing that I also think about is because of the one and done, I get to know these players. I fall in love with them by March, and then they're gone. It's a brand new faces. I don't get to stick around like in football where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I saw this kid as a sophomore. Don't worry, he'll be back. Kind of a thing. I think that this is going to be. One and done, dead. If you can come out after high school, go ahead. If you want to, if you want to take that risk. Otherwise, you can go ahead and go to college. You can go ahead and do the G League. It's going to be interesting 
to how they fit that in, though, to make it a option, not college. Yeah, before we get to that, Dave, do you feel, feel like this rule yeah, is done? Yeah, I think, I think the writing's on the walls. And the interesting thing about the one-and-done rule is it's not like there's any agreement in place between the NCAA and basketball mm-hmm. as it stands. It's, it's the it NBA's rule. It was an NBA rule. rule, yeah. And, you know, I think that that rule can – this might be a complete roll-down mm-hmm. effect. I, I look forward to you and Brian talking about this because mm-hmm. this might mean that college might have to start paying players if the NBA is going to be like – no, you know what? One and done rule's gone, and, and then it kind of gives players the option. I can go get paid, or I can mm-hmm. be locked into college. Maybe I mean that's. But it, here's it, it has a lot of a lot of ripple effects. Here's thing. the thing that I, I think that the one and done rule might be done with in the NBA, where you still need to play a year um, mm-hmm. in 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 in, uh, in in college, or you know, I think that I think that rule's done with. Yeah. But looking back before that rule was established. Only 44 players in the history Mm -hmm. since 1970 all the way over to 2005 when that rule was officially done Mm -hmm. with. Only 42 players left and out of high school right into the NBA. So it wasn't a massive spring jump over. Guys still went to college. You know, Mm -hmm. you see Grant Hill. He went to Duke. You see players, Michael Jordan, go to Duke. I mean, go to North Carolina. I'm sorry. Um, You know, (laughs) same same state. Uh, But you see that, you know, it wasn't this massive flow. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously guys like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, these guys who had natural talent, Dwight Howard, they went out right away. But then even again, like there's just some guys that just didn't have any interest in college and thought they could ball out right away. J.R. Smith is a perfect thing. That guy has all the confidence in the world. I'm not shocked that J.R. Smith didn't want to go to college and just wanted Mm -hmm. to ball out. I mean, there's, there's still reasons and, and ways to expect and hey maybe even the, you know some of these guys like Grant Hill were still getting paid by Duke um, or you know not saying Grant Hill specifically but you know some of these players yeah. were still lured to going to college for this reason but you look back and there wasn't a massive reason you know to 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 you know to, to get rid of that rule because it was only 42 players over a span of 30 years that really made that jump so i wonder now Will it? Will we see more of a jump, and will we see more players who are in the top ten of the ESPN, you know, top two hundred, whatever, for recruiting, jump over to high school? Because we see Anthony Simmons, Mitchell Robinson, these guys who are eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. Would we see more players like you know Michael you Porter Jr. just Zion go right Williamson, into? Yeah, a Zion Williamson who is built already in high school. I mean, that's that's the concern. Do you see? The, do you think we'll get more of an influx than we did back then? Is what, what I'm saying. Maybe I, I think I think we 100 percent do because if you look at basketball and these kids coming out of high school are in better shape and more athletic than ever before, and that's mm-hmm. it's truly because the game has just grown in popularity. It's well, no longer like the B or C sport in high school. The popularity on TV, everything mm-hmm. is built up, and the way we take care of our bodies has grown enormously from well, like the 70s, the, and 80s, and 90s. That's the big thing I was thinking. Not the popularity yeah. thing, just the. When we talk about LeBron James even, yeah. it's look at how well he takes care of his body. That's trickling down. Like as a society, I know I'm not in this <laughs> image, but a lot of people care a lot more now about putting what am I putting in my body? What am I like what kind of fuel am I putting in? And that trickles down to high school kids, yeah. especially ones that are like, hey, if I want to make it to the NBA, how am I gonna treat my body now? And working with all the like the whole Gatorade thing, but like the recover and the while you're working out, after you work out kind of a thing. There's a lot of that that's not just pros in college. Kids in high school are doing that too. Well, do you think that now like those top ten players that are mm-hmm. coming out of college, do you think that probably half of those guys are probably just jump straight to the NBA now? Or like if, if that was a like they'll try. I think we're like yeah, I think we're looking at like three plus a year. I, I would say at a baseline level, you're mm-hmm. at least gonna see the top mm-hmm. three prospects just be like 
no point. And it started to get a little out of hand there. Most of the influx came mm-hmm. 2004, 2005, where, you know, before that it was, you know, every now and then you had three players, five players, but then it was Dwight Howard, Sean Livingston, Robert Swift, Sebastian Telfair, uh, Al Jefferson, Josh Smith, J.R. Smith, Darrell Wright. Uh, all of those guys were 2004, mm-hmm. and then Martel Webster, Bynum, Gerald Green, C.J. Miles, Ricky Sanchez, Monta Ellis, Lou Williams, Andre Blotch, and Amir Johnson. All of those guys in 2005. So that's about a list of, I'm not doing the math right now, but that's a, a list of about like 14 players, 15, mm-hmm. 16 players right there in a span of two years, and that was right before they got rid of that rule. So it's something where Gerald Green even said it. He likes the rule that they they, they went to you know, making it one and done. They, they, right. He likes the rule that they made well, them go to college because that's where players get developed. But now exactly. it's really the thing with how are they going to develop these players if that one and done rule is gone. So what mm-hmm. are your guys' idea of you know making a G League you know, a more of a proponent of developing players. So, okay, here's what we do. Fundamentally, I like, like, I'm with Gerald Green in that, where it's like my only worry of getting rid of the one and done would be influx of high school players that think, yeah, I can go pro. I don't need to go to college. Well, it's like, also, I want to get paid. You well, know, like, that, I, like some well, of these no, no, guys no. think that, hey, I can get security for the next three I'm years. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking of the, do we want a league where, look at the rookies right now. Yeah, there's a few that are balling out right now, but... The majority of rookies, like, how many are like, holy crap, like, this guy was drafted high, but man, he needs a year to just Mm kind of work through some stuff. Like, Ben Simmons, one of the best things that could have happened to him, in my mind, not playing that first year. Yeah, Joel Embiid, same thing, but that's what I would worry about. Influx of 18-year-olds, great, we're drafting them on hype, but are they truly ready to carry teams, to be there? Yeah, we know what they'll probably be potential-wise, but it's are they going to be there and what's that going to mean to the game right away? I like the fundamental rule of, hey, you know what? We're offering a G League that is it's an option outside of college. You don't want to go to college. You don't want to go to class. You can get paid to be in the G League, but you got to be in the G League one year before being in the NBA. So even players like, let's say, DeAndre Ayton, He'd have to play in the G League as your No, I'm as your saying thought. I'm saying like so if you were in college this year, yeah. fine. You have your one year, you can go to the NBA. Okay. But now kids coming out of like if you're a high school senior now. So let's use yeah. Zion Williamson. Yeah. Yep. Say say he he if you don't want to he go pulls to, out a do like say that they get rid of the rule. You'd have today, to go to the G League. So he'd have to go to the yes, G League no matter for what. At least one year. But is he drafted by an NBA team? See, and that's the thing. I think if the G League ha- if the G League is going to work, I kind of feel like because it's different from baseball. Baseball, you have so many Players, mm-hmm. you can have a farm team for each team yeah. and be able to do that. I don't think you can have a G League and have like the Iowa Energy be associated with the Chicago Bulls or with the Phoenix Suns or with whatever team you want to plug into this example. It would have to be its own separate thing where it's like, hey, you can come here and get paid. No affiliation but to a team. They're still affiliated with the NBA. Yes. So how are the, how are they going to fill out rosters? And, and how is it? So is it just going to be D League players are just free agents, and if you want to sign them, that's how you or G League. Sorry, if, <sighs> if, if, if those players are balling out, like let's say like mm-hmm. Mike James, a guy who was in the the G League for a while, mm-hmm. yeah. they sign them over. Is that anybody can sign them, or like does a team call them up? Because my thought is, I, if you're going to do it right right now, mm-hmm. it would most likely be let's just use the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks take Zion Williamson, and they have to put him right in the G League right away, and he's going to be on their G League team. Here's what I would do. Here's what I'm thinking. You guys tell me what you think. Right now, start of the league. All right, no affiliations. However, the players that are in the G League right now still have their affiliation. So let's say Dave was drafted by the Bulls. He got knocked down to the G League. You're still in the G League, 
but you're still a bull. Bulls can call you so up. So existing contract. So like Justin yeah. Patton and they was have, just selected by the yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. He would still be a Timberwolf. And player. they have it would be just for the first year. It doesn't need to be televised or anything. Just have a little draft of like, okay, this is our G League draft. So it's like you're on teams, but then that the thing that would complicate. So it's not it is, the NBA draft. It's the G League draft. Well, this is just for the first year, just to get players on teams. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that complicates that is well, there's a lot so that I'm complicates a, this. Yeah. But go on. So I'm a team. I have Dave, but the Bulls want him now. So I lose a guy. I lose a guy just because the Bulls want him. Right. Like, this is where I don't like. This is my disconnect of. I don't want it to be affiliated because I don't want. Oh, DeAndre Ayton's working with the Maverick guys. Unless they go, hey, you're going to come into a G League draft. Teams have to draft their. So basically, it's like, hey. Let's draft this guy because I want to know how but he is, and we want to be able the to work. The yeah. problem with this is like let's use the Indiana Pacers as a, an example, mm-hmm. and most of the, these teams are like this. The Fort Wayne Mad Ants, who are their G League, mm-hmm. they're owned by the Pacers, so they, they yeah. push the Pacers. They're part of that Pacers family, yep. the Fever Pacers, Mad Ants. Well, so like that's going to be tough to work around. Well, and that's why I threw out at the end because like all of these players a, still work for the Pacers. Yeah. They mm-hmm. still have like same you know staff well, members, and that's right. why I'm going to throw out the end. And Dave, I want you to answer this. So they keep the affiliations. Let's say DeAndre Ayton coming in, he's going to be the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. It's all right, you guys, we're going to have our own G, G League draft. And basically, it becomes teams go, you know what? This is a guy I want to see what he can do. Let's draft him. Draft order is separate because it's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Let's let's draft this guy because I want to see how it works. Then it's basically like a trial run where it's like, oh, we didn't like him. Let's not draft him to our NBA team after he's done in the G League. Or, oh, we want him. Ooh, this is where he is on our board. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really tough position because, like you said, it's basically you're pre-scouting these guys mm-hmm. on through your G League yeah. team. That's why, like, if you want to do the unaffiliated version, I think it, the only way I could think of it working evenly is that every year is a randomized, you're on this team for this year, and it's yeah. truly like it's your name goes in the pool of players at, at, when you declare yourself as eligible. Would we get rid of two-way contracts? And I think you would have to okay. because we're, we're killing that affiliation. Uh-huh. So if we're going completely unaffiliated G League, which I don't I, I'm not for, but I'm just saying to make that work in mm-hmm. my mind is it's just going to be randomized. Your name goes in the pot. You get drawn to whatever team for that year. Mm-hmm. You play on that team. And that's the only way that you could truly separate that out because Guess what? Next year, you could be on a different team. You're not your your you know name isn't tied to that organization mm-hmm. yet. If that is the way it's going to work, the only problem is that could hurt player development. A lot of times, players with work with certain coaches, assistant coaches, shot coaches, all of this you know support staff that's there, and you could get tossed on like a really shitty support team in the G League. I mean, I'm not saying there's mm-hmm. any one that is bad, but there's a difference between the top tier coaches and assistants versus the bottom tier in the NBA. The same is true in the G League. So. Mm-hmm. I think that the affiliated version is the way to go, but you're right. There are a lot of catches there, and, and it just turns into a problem. I think that, honestly, I would hate to see someone like Zion Williamson go from uh, high school straight to the G League because we see what NBA players who are like just you know like passable NBA players dominate in the G League often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, Zion would come in, and what if he starts dropping 35 and 20 on a nightly basis? You're going to be forced would, to watch him in the no, G League. Yeah, see, and that's the thing I would differ on because if we're getting take all take most of the guys we've talked about in our first round, mm-hmm. and maybe even just the lottery. Yeah, you would basically get to see those guys go one on one almost more times than they do in college, which to me Absolutely. would basically create another revenue 
for the NBA. Well, it's genius oh. for the NBA. Because but it's like I would throw you're, money cre- at that you're creating a little NBA, which but is going to be just as then exciting. Then you have a saturation problem mm-hmm. of where you're going to have. You know, I, I think, I think too many games. I think there's 30 G League teams. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how many fucking G League teams there are. <laughs> They're still expanding. But let's just, honest. yeah, I think, I, let's just. I, They're trying to go one to one. That's what. Okay. Yeah. So let's say, I, I hate that I don't know this right uh-huh. now, but I just don't have the memory right now to pull up how many G League teams there are. I got you. Um, but let's say there's X amount of G League teams right now, and, and you're not going to have that same tournament. You're not going to still, still have that same rivalry. Teams aren't still going to be built up like they are in college, and it's going to be tough where, you know, let's say there's, you know, uh, this is 26 teams, 14 G League games going on, and you have all teams going on playing in the NBA. You have what 30 games of basketball going on? Like, yeah, that's way too much. And teams are just not going to be able to bring in that revenue every single night. People aren't going to be going to the games enough. Like that's a problem with with all this this stuff is the fact that you know yes it's going to be great we're going to see DeAndre Ayton into the, the G League, but he's only there for one year. And how are people going to be able to establish with with those G League teams? It's going to be probably just based on region. Mm-hmm. So this is why we do this. It's, it's still going to be probably oversaturation because people are still going to want to watch these games. Twenty six right. teams. I said twenty six okay. teams. Yeah. Boom. No, no, no I, 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 I guessed. I guessed twenty six right, teams. Right twenty six. Um, but yeah, so twenty six divided by two. It's what fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate doing. You're a little off. <laughs> thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, so thirteen games in the in the in in the G League, and then thirty. You have fifteen games in in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's you know twenty eight games right there. Yeah. A, a night. That's way too much. And, and if, if they're all playing at the same time, which they're not. <laughs> but G League, you know, G League is is currently on Twitch. They're broadcasting some of those. I kind of mm-hmm. like the yeah. alternate um, viewing possibilities for the we'll, G League. We'll keep it like that. But here's the thing. Here's how you draw people to those G League games because not only will they have the great prospects, but you region lock players. So Ooh. where they are from high school, you region lock them. So if guys are from Chicago, they're going to be playing for the Chicago Bulls G League. Um, well, that's where they graduate high school. You mean, right? Yeah, where they graduate yeah. from high school, um, and, and they're okay. going to be they're going to be not owned by those teams. They're going to mm-hmm. be working with those teams. So it's going to be kind of like the Senior Bowl, where you're working with team, you know, head coaches of the the Cleveland Browns. It's going to be for a year. You're going to be working, you know, people that are international. So send them to Toronto. They're sending them to the <laughs> 905ers. Um, they'll be working with Jerry Stackhouse. The only problem though that might happen is mm-hmm. if there is an influx and a rush of high school players is the fact that some of these guys that are current G-leaguers just might not make the cut. Yeah. And if guys need to stay longer in the G-league, they just might not make they might not make the cut. So mm-hmm. that's the thing is it's going to be difficult because they're going to have to expand the rosters or something. Um, but I would say just region lock the, the teams and make all of those players play for the teams that they're around. So, hey, mom and dad can come and watch me in the G League just like mm-hmm. they were in high school and all that stuff. They're not going to be flying coast to coast to Duke me- and everything. They're going to region lock them, and that's going to be the only downside of this is where they're not going to be able to play for a coach that they want to. They're going to be locked to a coach, so that might at least allow players to go back to college or you know go to college where, hey, I want to play for Coach K, and yeah. I want to be there like Grant Hill was for, I think, three-plus years. Christian Leitner was there for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, J.J. was there for four years. He wanted to play for Coach K. Um, you know, some of these guys yeah. wanted so that they still have that option, and we see mm-hmm. you know, then those guys will take the time where they're going to be playing and working with a coach that they want to. Two questions. First yeah. off, this is unrelated to that. I'm looking at the G League team for the 76ers. Is it the 87 years? 87 ERS. 87ers? 87ers? Yeah. 87ers. Correct. I thought that was kind of interesting. But to go off <laughs> of your point, cool. what if they did this? Like, okay, we got an influx. Yeah. What if it then becomes, all right, either not just a, not a tryout, but basically like a draft where, yeah, we're not going to try you out. I don't think you do a G League of, draft. No, G no, 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 no. Listen, hear me out. Okay. Same re- regional thing that you're doing, but let's say like Chicago gets an influx. 
Because we Chica- have a pretty good powerhouse of Chicago goes, yeah. all right, like the NBA says, all right, you can add this many players from this draft or from this region, region mm-hmm. or from the class is yeah. what I was looking for. Mm. They only get five spots. Then it's basically like they're doing their own draft without doing it, and they just pick, okay, these five join our team. Team combine. The, G League combine. The rest of you guys, I'm Up sorry, you got to find something you, else yeah, to care about the, you get five. You have five region lock players. Mm-hmm. You take the five top players or whatever, uh, the players that you decide that you yep. want, and then you get two sign signees from the, the combine. If there's that many players. I mean, there yeah. might not be that many players. Like, like, what do you mean signees? Like, if there's the combine that you're proposing yeah. for G League players, you get two spots to sign guys. Yeah. So basically, to the G League team. Yes. Correct. So okay. there's seven yeah. players that you can sign. Like, oh, okay. that you, seven yeah. players that you can sign, five that you take automatically because they're in your region, oh, okay. and then two that you can bring in. So yep. you're getting the top so, five from so, the region, and then So that's, and then that's, the thing where, that's the thing where, you know, say a guy's outside the top five in mm-hmm. Chicago, but he'd yeah. be, you know, top three in Minnesota. Minnesota has a chance to sign him, but also Chicago does. But that not, that player now gets the opportunity to go to a team that he would he would want to choose. So Chicago still end up getting a guy that they cut, but, mm-hmm. you know, they, they would. They know, at least have, have to, a chance to look at, yeah. you know, maybe another region's uh, somebody that got passed up. This is just difficult, though. That's, it, that's it the thing. Is, and that's the thing. Like, it's a I, lot. The weird thing is I have a I have a good trust in Adam Silver, mm-hmm. like, moving the product forward. I've there's a nothing. reason he's the, he's the commissioner yeah. and we're not. Well, no, I was going to say there's a reason, like, David Stern's not anymore. Well, because yeah. David Stern is, would like, not a, think about this. He, he, is a, he is a voice of the past, uh-huh. and he would not fit the modern NBA. I mean, me sitting here personally, Adam Silver, if you're watching, I he's would, lo- I would yeah. love to be in those rooms. So if love you need to have some, him on a podcast. If you need someone to help come up with ideas i can help with the g league so so here's the other question is if we're if we're allowing this you know let's roll with what we've got okay. we've got the region locked you know five protected players it's mm-hmm. like an expansion draft almost a, you know yeah um so the question then becomes what's your alternative if you decide that you're in you're in high school uh-huh. you're coming out and you you know it, are we are we saying if i get drafted by a g league team i am going to that team or are we playing the the baseball rule where it's like I'd rather go to college after seeing where I got picked or. up. I'd say either or. You would have the choice of after you – well, with the G League, it'd be hard because let's say you're from Chicago. Yeah. You pretty much know. It's like, okay, I'm going to the Windy Shitty Bulls. Um, but you could then choose whether you want to go to – what, you didn't like that? Did I you say poked, shitty? Yeah, yeah, I poked fun yeah. at I didn't know G if you team. slurred or just said uh, shitty. No, I, I, like, I have, threw have that Have some in respect there. for Antonio Blakely. Sure, yeah. Campaign was also on that team <laughs> uh, and came and back commander. and should be back there. But – I just don't see it with the G League thing because you already know which team you're going to go to, right? Mm. Because you're in that region. So, if you're good yeah, enough. but I mean, that's a, that's a question. Yeah. Are, are you yeah. throwing your name in willingly to the G League and being like, well, that's the thing. I'm going to be here. Now players are going to have to, you know, not commit. Players are going to have to, that's you know, scary. in their senior year, they're going to have to say, all right, I'm going into the G League. Yeah. Like, that's something mm-hmm. that they're going to do. It's it's, yeah, it's going to be got something. signing day today. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, they're gonna I, have I think to that do makes a difference. By signing day. And 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 then at, mm-hmm. by then you'll have to be. It's it's going to be something where you can't go back to college. Here, if you're going to be committing to the G League, you're going to commit here, to the G League. Here's what I would do. I would say because we're getting rid of the one and done. Uh, yep. Yeah, we got to no. wrap it up a little bit. I think we're we are. Here, here's what I would do. It would basically be because are we still having the one and done? No, where they have to do I, it. I, I or think can they change, come out of high school. I think we change the one and done into or. Actually, that's, that's a damn The one question. and done rule is over. Here's what I got. It's done. You Let's, don't have to play. If you go to college, got it done. Here's what I got. I come out of high school. I want to go to the NBA. You can follow the same process, go to the combine. After the draft lottery, you have to then pick. Am I going to the draft or am I going but, not? Wait, wait, wait. Am I going to the NBA or not? That's question one. I'm not. Then you have to choose right then and there. Am I going to college or the G? Colleges won't take them. It's too late. You can't sign. 
Change you, the game, man. Make sign. college adapt. Nope. Make no. them Col- adapt. They're not related. That's they, the guys won't take that no risk. Control. But if the NBA does this, college will adapt See, to try to get those no, but players. Then here's, the thing, here's the thing. Then you might be able to weed out guys because if then if they're, they're not going to be able to sign with a college mm-hmm. team, then they're going to have to... You commit and make sure that they're going to make an NBA team. Mm-hmm. And is there any way that and a let's player out of high school honest. can go straight to co- or straight to the NBA? Or are they forced into this G League? DeAndre Ayton. And let's be completely honest. The players whole, are right, Let's wrap this up because we we're, we're, we're done on the camera. The whole commit thing doesn't matter because how many players commit and then pull the commitment? It's actually signing that LOI that matters. Yeah, it, it's going to be something interesting. I, I think that it's, it's, it's a mess right now, and we're definitely going to have to learn and, and adapt to what's going to happen. We are not the three geniuses to solve this. I, I like think where we we're going that. with it. I think we have There's a good a idea. Let's just go another lot. hour. Let's uh, go we could go an hour. hour. We, we could. <laughs> and, and, hey, maybe we can make it a Patreon podcast. Yeah. Uh, like but we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um, it, it's definitely going to be something interesting, but I think the one and done rule is, is done and over with, and we're going to see an influx of, of high school players join. But now it's going to be the idea of who and how many uh, players will go in. And just real quick, just the top leaders in, in the top 10 of rookie scoring, Donovan Mitchell, two-year player. Louisville, Ben Simmons had a year off before his first actual year. Kyle Kuzma played uh, two years at Utah. Laurie Markkinen, different story. He also was a freshman. involved on that probe. Yeah, Denny, Dennis Smith, uh, a one-year player. JT, a one-year player. Bogdan, an overseas player, had time mm-hmm. over there. Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox, freshman players. And John Collins, a sophomore. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who had two years of experience before they jumped right over the NBA. Let's move now into the second topic. We're talking about Jimmy Butler. Went down with an injury last night in the second half against the Houston Rockets. A non-contact injury that now Shams and Jack Maloney, uh, Shams of uh, Yahoo, who and Jack Maloney of CBS saying that it is going to be a surgery for Jimmy Butler. He is going to be out for four to six weeks. So Jimmy goes down, and now he's pretty much going to be out for the end, uh, you know, for the regular season pretty much. He's going to be able to come back for the playoffs. But now we have to raise the question on how this will affect the Minnesota Timberwolves and their playoff run because Timberwolves without Jimmy Butler, who really became their leader now, you know, after pretty much December on, yeah. will not be on the floor. And this mm-hmm. is still a young team led by Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. How will this team respond with their leader going down, Ricky? Can I uh, drop a bombshell on you guys? Sure. Let's see. Could you guys see this in your crystal ball? The Between the third-seeded Spurs and the ninth-seeded Clippers— Three games. T-Rolls are tied with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. What if it's a situation where, you know what, it doesn't matter that Jimmy's coming back into the regular season. T-Rolls fall out of the playoffs. Oh, I think it's entirely I mean, possible. Yeah, it's possible. Fall, no, fall that's not crazy. The, well, because the part of me that looks at it is I think this team is no longer going to be the four, no longer going to be the five maybe. But the big question to me is if I had to come down one last spot between the two, Pelicans and T-Rolls, I think the T-Wolves could do just a little bit better to save their spot in the playoffs compared to a Pelicans team. Well, and Dave, now looking at yeah. the, the Timberwolves and who they're above and who they're you know a little behind in, in San Antonio, with Jimmy going down, does this make them worse than teams like Oklahoma City, Denver, Portland, New Orleans, L.A.? Uh, you can even throw the Utah Jazz in there as well. Does it make them worse than those teams, and how much worse does it make them? Yeah, I think undoubtedly it makes them worse. I mean, Jimmy was definitely a leader out there. He was uh, definitely a huge locker room presence and just clutch as hell for them when they needed him. I think that this definitely takes them below the Thunder and the Nuggets. I think it's kind of interesting for the uh, Blazers-Pelicans range because all four of those teams, and I'll even include the Jazz, they've all been on a good run going Mm -hmm. into that All-Star break, and I can kind of look to see that continue 
And the Timberwolves, what we saw last year out of them, you know, without Jimmy Butler, was mm-hmm. a team that had a ton of offense, couldn't close games for anything, though. And that's this problem is going to return, I think, this year. We'll have to see how Wiggins reacts without having Jimmy Butler on there. He's been having a quiet year. Mm-hmm. Now he could pop off and, you know, really close out the year well. But again, is are they going to be able to close out games? Are they going to be able to win the close ones? Especially are they going with, to be able to play fun, like the defense? To me, speaks more because Jimmy's a phenomenal yeah. defensive and player. And this team's they still not good best. defensively. Yeah. yeah, then you lose arguably your best defensive and they're, they're player. But what like Crawford? Crawford's going to get more minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, BJL is going to get in that lineup as well. I just think that he is such a huge loss for a team with two other super young, talented uh, stars. That I, I still think that it just kind of it puts them into the fear of falling out, and I think that's very realistic. I would honestly say that no spoilers, like them and the Spurs. I mean, I know we're talking Spurs later, but like both these teams could fall out, and I could see the Clippers and Jazz in the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't even blink an eye. You could see the San Antonio Spurs and the T Wolves falling out of yep. the playoffs. Yeah, you think that both of those teams have a shot now? I think it's potential. I, I think Pop can coach wow. any team into the playoffs. Is my only thing. Mm-hmm. Like Pop's gonna like coach a bunch yeah. of G Leaguers to be a playoff team and no, win like forty five fifty games. But I just think it's in the realm of potential. Uh, I just and the other thing is, even if they make the playoffs as like an eight seed or something, let's mm-hmm. say say they sneak in, can they can they beat anybody without Butler now? Well, and that's the thing I'm kind of thinking about in my head is compare this team to last year's team. Besides maybe Taj Gibson, Jamal Crawford, and Jimmy Butler, Jeff Teague too. I think yes. most of this team is except for Teague, Butler, Crawford, Gibson, they were here last year. Team was not a playoff team last year. So what makes you think, like this is the question out there to everyone, yay still have Gibson, Gibson, Crawford, and Teague, what makes you think then this team without the guy who was like, oh, thank God we got Jimmy, like he was the main (laughs) slice, what makes you think that the team that without him didn't make the playoffs can make the playoffs without him like that's what i'm going through through my head right now is he is that important to this team i believe that they want to make the playoffs they need jimmy on the court and the four to six weeks if i'm a t-bulls fan i'm just doing one of these because i'm like if he comes back he's got maybe Mm -hmm. the best case scenario he's got three games left and we got to win one of those games for the the similar the best scenario is going to be friday march 23rd i'm saying that's going to be against new york then the next Friday after that, that's going to be five weeks. That's mm-hmm. going to be Dallas. Um, and with that, they have five games left. And then okay. the best game scenario that you're talking about is going to be on April 6th I'm against saying, Los Angeles, where they play Los Angeles, Memphis, and Denver. I am saying so. Because that's the four to six four week to time. Six. Yeah. Four to six from the right six now. The six would put them at April 6th. The, yes. With the, three the, games the, remaining. The, five, the fifth week would put them at March 30th, so, which would give them five, six games remaining if it came back on that day. And then the 23rd would put them at uh, four plus mm-hmm. five or four plus six, ten games. I said, I said best, I meant worst. So I'm sitting there going like mm-hmm. this, and I'm going, okay, worst case scenario, we're still tied for an eight seed with Lakers, Grizzlies, and Nuggets to go. We can still do this. We can still do And that's what I'm saying to myself. <laughs> we can still do this. Stefan Diggs, are you there? Okay, we can still do this. We That is what Stephon I'm doing. Stefan Diggs, why are you asking? Because Minnesota. Minnesota, the miracle. They need a, a miracle. Oh, God. Like, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Like, worst case scenario you get Jimmy back three games, hoping that you're still in a playoff race. Yeah, I mean, you, you're still hoping that you're in a play. I mean, you're still going to be in the playoff race again. Like yeah. right now, 
They're what, not going to go on a dumpster four, roll. Four and a half games separate the, the mm-hmm. Timberwolves and Jazz right now. And right now, the T-Wolves are leading over the Bulls right now, 81-76, as we're currently recording this. So it's a tight mm-hmm. game out there. They're still getting used to not having Jimmy on the floor. But even after that, you have Sacramento on the schedule. You have uh, the Clippers on the schedule. You have the Knicks on the schedule. Memphis on the schedule. Atlanta, Dallas. Got some uh, you some hard teams there. L.A., Memphis again. I mean, you have some uh, a rough stretch where you play uh, Utah, I'm sorry, you play Portland, Utah, Boston, Golden State, Washington, San Antonio, Houston, and L.A., the Clippers. Ooh. That's a rough stretch right there. Yep, that but is. But you will get three games before, well, four games, including tonight. You get four games before you hit that schedule uh, and that stretch on March 8th. So you at least got to so think. So they, they end the year on a rough roll. Well, no, they don't end the year in the rough oh, okay, roll. They, not... in the, it's, it's right so, in the middle right of the, okay. the roll. So you're, so what you're I'm saying s- the first tough game is against Boston? No, I'm saying the Jazz. But okay. like I'm saying like but the Jazz aren't a playoff team. Yeah. So I'm but, saying like playoff teams, you have Portland in there, but like Boston mm-hmm. is a is a top seed, Golden State's a top seed, San Antonio, Houston top seeds. I'm saying like that's the roughest stretch. I'm saying yeah. you're getting four games before you're taking on top level championship t- caliber I, teams. I still don't like that port like for me it starts March first. Okay. Because you have then it starts March first. Well, yeah, because you have Portland on the road. <laughs> Semantics, and, Ricky. And yeah, <laughs> the Jazz team isn't in the playoffs right now, but you get them in Utah. So, so for they me, were one of the hottest teams going into the break. For me it's March first through the twentieth. Basically the whole much month of March almost. I wasn't trying to bash the, the, just the Portland and Utah teams. Saying. I was just saying like <laughs> you're, I think you're that's facing, be a huge you're, stretch you're facing premier teams. Mm-hmm. And it's a back to back that Portland Utah yeah. thing as well. No. But I'm, I'm just I'm just saying Traveling it's a premier too. stretch that's going to be tough. And looking at that though, let's let's include your stretch then: mm-hmm. Portland, Utah, Boston, Golden State, mm-hmm. Washington, San Antonio, Houston, and LA. That's eight games right there. Now, what, here, what does that team question. need? To- I, I want to even ask before we even get there: is if, regardless of yeah. how they play, like, do you feel like it's going to be a knee jerk reaction one way or the other to like? Bring Butler back early if possible, or just yes. shut him down to keep him safe for next year. Like no. I think that stretch determines how he's going to come out. Well, let's let's see at least first in that eight game stretch. Mm-hmm. What does this team need to do before we get to that question of are we going to shut down Jimmy Butler? Because that those eight games are pretty much going to decide their fate on whether they're going to be making the playoffs or mm-hmm. not. So in that eight game stretch, do they need to go four and four? I mean, if this team goes, you know, one and seven, does that knock them out of the playoffs? I don't know if it does. I mean, we've seen teams go on bad rolls. We've seen them go on good rolls. Like right now, I honestly think that that stretch, mm-hmm. they can steal wins. This is still a super talented young team. Like, I think they can steal wins from some of these teams. I don't expect them to come out of here, you know, like seven and three in the 10, but like I could see them going 500, maybe four and six, and that still keeps them in the running. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that it's, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence because of Tibbs. So like, I think he could see this and see that, like, Clearly, we need Jimmy back. We're going for it. And that's he is more of a win-now guy. We've seen what he did in Chicago. The return rate for injuries was always ahead of expected, unless it was, you know, a, a serious concern down yeah. for the season. Like, he's always going to get players back. Well, and one thing with the, the, the T-Wolves, too, again, if you get them back by the earliest four weeks, you still have 10 games left, and that's still a nice stretch where you can add, you know, seven wins to your total and still move up that chart. You're also playing Denver twice in that stretch. Denver currently a playoff team. You also play Utah in there as well. They're a team that's at least fighting for that spot. So you can possibly knock out those teams as well and push down and get some gain some gains on them. So mm-hmm. there's definitely teams out there in that stretch when Jimmy's supposed to come back that's going to be killer. But if you go 0-8, 1-7, 
seven in that stretch that we mentioned, Portland, Utah, Boston, Golden State, Washington, San Antonio, Houston, and L.A., that could be a season killer. No, it could be. Um, but the thing that, I, that you talked about, about shutting Jimmy Butler down, I don't think they're going to do it for exactly what you mentioned. It's win now, and also mm-hmm. this is the second-year tips. You miss yeah. the first year, you gotta get it. You gotta get a playoff win mm-hmm. on your belt. I mean, this is the season for Minnesota. You look back, and you know, 20, 2003, 2004 was the last time this team made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is a you know a fan uh, group that expected to make the playoffs, and if they don't make the playoffs, there's gonna be some heat under Tibbs because hey, you played him too much. That's how he get injured. His meniscus was mm-hmm. loosened from sitting on the bench against uh, on that All Star game. I mean, like there's gonna be players and, and fans that are gonna be upset with how Tim's run this teams if they don't make the playoffs. To go back to one of your points, Sean, of what do they need to do in this stretch? Yeah. To me, there's three games that are the most important: Portland, Utah, L.A. Because right now, I'm mm-hmm. looking at the so Clippers between that same strand: Knicks, Nets, Pelicans. Cavs, Magic, Bulls, Houston, Thunder, Portland, T-Wolves. Not the easiest of schedules. They've got some in there that There's they can win. Yep. There are some tough opponents in there, though, are teams that can give them a run. Blazers, kind of the same effect. They get the T-Wolves the first game of that. But then Thunder, Lakers in L.A., Knicks, Warriors, Heat, Cavs, Pistons, Clippers, Rockets. And they got Boston right after that three days later. The Jazz, though, they get the T-Wolves. Then they get Sacramento, Cupcake. Orlando, Cupcake. Indiana, yeah. Memphis, Cupcake. New Orleans, yeah. Detroit, yeah. Phoenix, Cupcake. Sacramento, Cupcake. Atlanta. Big cupcake. If you, oh, the, and Dallas. The, well, in Dallas two days after <laughs> Big the 20th. Big ass cupcake. <laughs> the Jazz of the team, because of Jimmy Butler... The Jazz are the team that could benefit most from this because of that well, stretch. And I was going to ask that based question. off of what T-Wolves can do. And and I, I completely agree with you with you with what you just said. I mean, the Jazz right now, eleven straight games they are mm-hmm. on. They just recently lost, but still nine and one in their last ten. Mitchell going off. Yeah, Don Mitchell going off. Uh, Trey Lyles has been fantastic for them. Jumping Joe Ingles has been great. This Jazz team, and we talked mm-hmm. about Quinn Snyder before. He was, I think, top seven coach in our in our coaches ranking. We don't need the exact number. He was a top ten coach. We don't he need saw the exact my hand number. Move. Um, mm. Quinn, he saw Quinn, it move. Yeah, Quinn Snyder, you know, a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. He's been doing a great job with this team. This is a team that's going to be. I think you, you you hit it on the head. This is going to be a team that benefits the most. It's the Utah mm-hmm. Jazz. Another team that's going to benefit from it, the Denver Nuggets, because this is a team that's been putting points up offensively, and they're not good defensively. Mm. Denver is, but offensively, this is a team that Denver. I think that now they can you know really start to see. All right, hey, Minnesota's falling. Mm-hmm. We can start rising up, and hey, we could put ourselves in in, in at that fifth spot, and hey, we're going to go up against the San Antonio Spurs, and while the San Antonio Spurs are one of the best defensive teams in the league, we have offensive powerhouses in Nikola mm-hmm. Jokic. We have great shooters on the outside and Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. That's going to be you know, the idea of, hey, we don't have to face Golden State or Houston. This is now our opportunity to well, jump up higher and possibly, possibly face San Antonio. I want to throw this at you. I've got some big winners, kind of the same one you did, but here's what I'm thinking my winners. First, the Jazz, they could be a playoff team, but Thunder and Nuggets, because how I'm looking at it, this is all me, how I feel like this is going to go out. Yeah. Thunder move up to my five. Yeah. They now get a home series that first Thunder round. Wait, Thunder, five. Five. I mean, Thunder to now. four? Thunder to four. So, oh, okay. they get, so they get a home playoff series now. Nuggets to five. So now the Nuggets in that four-five matchup where it's like, hey, you're right. We don't have to play Rockets, Warriors, or Spurs. Mm-hmm. We can play the Thunder. But, hey. We're going to speak about the Spurs later. What if the Thunder jumped them? That's a whole different thing. But the Thunder and the Nuggets, because I think those are the prime two that are going to jump up. If I just I don't think the T-Wolves are going to win many games within that stretch of March that we talked about. 
and they're going to be a six or below team. That's what I think. Six seed or below. I'm leaning more towards nine, though. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You think wow. they're just going to narrowly miss? I mean, the, the West is so close. Like you said, I think just a in few the, games separate three from nine. In the end, if I had to give my playoffs, no order just how they are right now. Rockets, Warriors, Spurs are in. Thunder, Nuggets are in. Blazers are in. And then I would go any of the other. Pelicans, Clippers, and Jazz, any of those two over the T-Wolves. I think it's crazy that you're going to take the Pelicans, who are one game closer to falling out. I might lean more towards team Clippers and Jazz. I might lean more towards Clippers and Jazz, but I wouldn't count the I, Pelicans completely out. I would say yeah. a team that's currently in the playoffs is mostly going to fall out. It's probably going to be Portland and, and, and mm-hmm. the Pelicans. I know that ADs can, can carry this team, but how long can he carry this that's, team for? That's, you mm-hmm. get concerned with that. I, I mean, that's the thing. is like We've seen you know Anthony Davis put this team on his back before. They made the playoffs once with him. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's how much does he have in his gas tank to do that? I mean, this is a big guy. We know he's one of the best basketball players in the NBA, but you're working with not a lot of talent out there. I know Drew Holiday and, and Nico are, are out on the floor there, but outside of that, that is a team devoid of talent without DeMarcus Cousins. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's something where New Orleans is a, a team that's still, you know, you know they're 5-5 five and five and they're on a four-game win streak right now, but at some point, that luck has got to break, and, and Anthony Davis is going to slow down, and teams are going to start just focusing in on Anthony Davis, and we're going to say, hey, let's meet, make Nico Miritich and Drew Holiday beat us, like, in, or hey, let's hey, have April, each one April's more. April's coming up, Let's man. have each one He's more. March that's and true. April's coming up. But, you know, let's have each one more beat us on the outside. Like, teams are going to do their best effort. They're not going to do a great job, yeah, they're going to do their best effort to try to slow down Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and if Anthony Davis isn't putting up 45 5 and 5 and 17 rebounds <laughs> this team is definitely going to struggle so i think pelicans are at least going to be you know, a fringe, team that's going to yeah. fall out um and then it's really the jazz the clippers the timberwolves i think those teams are going to be fighting for you know the seventh and eighth spot because i think i agree with you thunder and nuggets are going to move up you and then the it's blazers really, are going to fall out then well i think it i think right now oh they move up to six that's right no i think the thunder and nuggets will move up yeah for sure and then it's the T Wolves, Blazers, okay. Clippers, Jazz, and Pelicans fighting for that for that six, seven, and eight mm-hmm. seed. I just think in the end, the of course it's like, well, Ricky, they're seventh for a reason right now. I feel like towards the end of the season, CJ and Dame are going to do enough to get this team into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they're, they're I mean, literally they're still, one game behind but, being the fifth seed. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I'm just I saying know. with with Portland, I'm just <laughs> I I think that they're still going to be in mm-hmm. that sixth, seventh, and eighth spot. I, I don't think that I yeah. didn't say I'm not saying no, they're not yeah. making the playoffs. I just think that they're going to be a team that's still going to be fighting for a spot mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I think they they're more safer than the Pelicans are. But mm-hmm. going back to the T Wolves because this is a topic focused about them. Yeah. Dave, how does this team end up winning games? Because Jimmy Butler, huge you know, got, uh, component in their offense and, and a huge component defensively for them. How do they win games, uh, the Timberwolves, in this era without Jimmy Butler for the next four to six weeks? I think you're going to have to see the emergence of old Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I think his usage is going to go back up through the roof. We, talk, we saw this early in the season when Jimmy was not out there every night. It was kind of that flip-flop of, you know, oh, here, here's like Jimmy Butler, here's heavy Carl Anthony Towns. And they flipped it. All of a sudden, they started winning games. They mm-hmm. started getting serious, and they got their mojo rolling. I think we're going to go back to heavy cat, heavy cat usage, and we're going to have to see if Wiggins can really get back to what we expected him to be, mm-hmm. or if he, you know, is going to linger in that like still developing ground. I, I think that he is kind of the decider of this team's future. Cat's going to. We know what Cat can do. Let's be honest. He is one of the most athletically gifted bigs in in basketball today. I think it really comes down to Wiggins' performance. And how they slot in um, B. Jelly and Crawford's minutes, and it's just going to be a balancing act there. Because I truly trust in Teague. I know that like he gets a lot of shit because the offense doesn't run well while he's out there, mm-hmm. according to a lot of fans. 
if you watch the games, it doesn't look as good as it could be. I think with Jimmy not handling the ball, we're going to see a different look from the offense as well. Well, and one thing with, with Wiggins, too, we talked about Cat's usage going down. Wiggins' usage has plummeted. Yeah. He was the guy who led the T-Wolves last year on usage with 27% uh, percent, uh, uh, 27.5% uh, usage rate last year. Towns was around 26 So mm-hmm. Wiggins had more usage compared to to, to Cat last year, um, but we all still think of Cat as the guy but Wiggins, I, I think you hit it nail on the head. We know that what Carl Anthony Towns can do. When he gets the ball in his hands down low, he's going to put up points. He's going to be able to drive to the bucket. No one's able to stop Carl Anthony Towns yeah. offensively. But we're going to need to see Cat step up defensively. And then offensively, we need to see Wiggins rise up because Wiggins, I mean, you, you mentioned the fact that you know he's not getting the ball in his hands, but he also look at, hasn't looked like the same player. He was more efficient last year. He was just looking more confident out there. And while Jimmy, I think it's a much-needed addition to this team, it seems like it's taking confidence away from Wiggins. And now Wiggins will have to you know go back to his mindset of last year. Hey, I need to be the guy. And with the two games before we mentioned that stretch in March mm-hmm. of the, the Jazz, Portland, Blazers, uh, Portland and Blazers, the same yeah. team. Golden State, <laughs> Boston. Like you need to start being the guy again, Anthony and a- a- Anthony Wiggins, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, you need to start, you know, picking stuff back up. You need to start, you know, having that mindset of the guy again for the next four to six weeks. And then it comes the problem of if Jimmy does come back, this is a playoff team. How is Wiggins, Butler, and Cat going to go back to what happened where you know Bug, uh, Butler was the guy? So mm-hmm. it's going to be something that this is totally going to mess up the mojo and the flow of this Timberwolves team, and it's really going to be falling on Tibbs to come back and say, "Hey, this is how we're going to run this team." And Tibbs needs to be, you know, not only a great coach out there, but he needs to be able to bring these guys together and lead them in the right direction and. I think one thing too that's needed to you know be switching up a little bit is the minutes that JB's playing because he's being worked like a horse out there, not playing in the All Star game, getting this huge honor, and just doesn't play at all in this All Star mm-hmm. game because he's so damn tired. It's finally his break. So <laughs> I think one thing is you're going to get a healthy and rested Jimmy Butler. Hopefully, when he comes back, he might not be the same player exactly you know for the first couple of games, but if you get him ten games before the season ends, he'll at least get some of those jitters off. But it's really what's going to happen without Jimmy Butler and how Wiggins is going to respond. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, Ricky, obviously Wiggins will need to step up. Cat will need to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, if this team does you know, go a, a decent stretch in that eight-game run, let's say four and four, finish 500, lose to Boston, Golden State, San Antonio, Houston, they win the other four games. Um, what do you think Minnesota's plan should be after those games when Jimmy Butler comes back how do you go back? Do you go back to what happened, you know, before when Jimmy was the guy on this team, or do you go with whatever's hot I'm and, and just work Jimmy in? Follow up question. This comes to putting <laughs> me in the love, question love with people, a question. Love when That's people right. answer my question well, with a question. Thank I got I got to be put in the right situation to make this. You okay. got to give me solidified a little bit. Sure. Let me know when he's coming back. Okay. And where do you think I am in the playoff standings? That's uh, the two information you I are need. Seventh in the playoff standings. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of game. It's still same you know, yeah. game separate. I'll say not maybe like a ever. game or two between. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still seventh. You got uh, mm-hmm. you got Clippers breathing down your back at nine, and, and okay. Pelicans still clinging on to life at eight. What date is um, it? And, and I was getting to it. Okay, Ricky. I was okay. He's, he's setting the mood. I'm, Jesus I'm, Christ! I'm trying, to, uh, I'm trying to think. Let's work them back with some cupcakes. They're gonna come back uh, <laughs> round week five. You're gonna come back Wednesday, March 28th. Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. versus Atlanta. So it's gonna be in Minnesota uh, before you go out to Dallas and Utah. Well, of course, I'm playing. At that point, I play him. Well, he's gonna, yeah, he, he's gonna. No, yeah. I'm not saying but a question of play him. him. 
how is he going to work back in this offense? Because um, this is a team that's you know doing well against Golden State, Boston, yeah. with Wiggins being the guy and Cat being know. the guy. How do you work him back into the offense? Does it I return feel, to how the Timberwolves were doing? I feel him out. I feel him out. The Hawks and the Mavericks. By the Jazz, he's back to normal. Hopefully, mm-hmm. so you're you're saying yeah. you know by whatever, the Jazz he has to be whatever back worked to or didn't work. Screw that. We're going back to what got us here in the first place. What won us games in the first place? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's because, interesting. Because the thing that worries me too about this is we talk a lot like oh now that they don't have Jimmy they're going to be in close games like tonight against the Bulls. If yeah. there's a lot of last second shots and like hey I got to put the team on my back. Not having Jimmy Butler out there is a huge disadvantage. No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And that's where I think that this team will fall because it's going to be a lot of like, man, that game was close. Man, that game was close. Probably should have won that one. Hey, with Jimmy, we win that one because he would have made that final shot. I feel like in your scenario, I kind of ease him back those two games. By the Jazz, it's full to go April we're going for the playoffs. I mean, this is Tibbs. Yeah. Mm. You think there's easing back with Tibbs? No, it's right away, <laughs> 40 goes, minutes right, <laughs> right against Atlanta. That's there the answer go. we were looking for. That Jimmy's playing defense and offense both ways, not taking a single break. You picked up the water bottle? Nope, slap it out of his hands. Jimmy's ass is coming back March 11th against Golden State. He's playing 40 minutes on ABC. That's what's happening. March 11th. Uh, he's there now, Dave, playing in Chicago. What do you think is going to happen? I think it's, it's going to be a slower transition for him. I think Tibbs kind of plays this one cautiously. In my mind, so, some of the troubles from Wiggins was because of the overlap in play style with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler slasher gets the foul line effectively, mm-hmm. and it you know that whole spacing problem that they've had up in Minnesota without Jimmy there. Wiggins is now the key slasher. He gets to get uh, easier shots, and I think that'll work out well. The problem is, like you said, we bring Jimmy back in in mm-hmm. that stretch. I think we're gonna go back to watching Jimmy be the primary ball handler. I think that Wiggins. Regardless of even if he's averaging like 23 a night for that stretch back to what he was doing at the end of last season, I think he gets again back, slim that roll down. They really like leaning on Taj and his veteran uh, leadership out there. He gets mm-hmm. way more touches than I expect him to when he got uh, picked up by the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. My honest answer is yeah, we're going to see diminished roll from Wiggins. And, you know, he's not a great three point shooter, is the biggest hurt, to be honest and, with yeah. you. And just to throw it out there, I know this game's still going in effect as we're recording. Wiggins has 21 against the Bulls. Teague has 25. Yeah. I mean, Teague can play. That's a surprising like, it's, one. Really? Carl yeah. Anthony like Towns only has 14. Teague literally has had one of yeah. the worst games of basketball I've seen this year. Well, <laughs> I, I don't remember Carl which game bad, it was, but, but it was uh, a horrible game. He was, mm-hmm. I think he was like 1 of 12 from the field. He was awful. Yeah. I had like 10 turnovers. No, that's, that's fair. I, I just think that, yeah, you have to work Butler back in because that is what gives you the best chance to compete and win basketball games. I don't care if they make a weird, like, 8-2 run in those games doing mm-hmm. whatever voodoo they're doing. No, mm-hmm. Jimmy's like, back. Jimmy comes back, you rotate back in, and you get back to where you were before the injury because that is the team that can mm-hmm. scare playoff teams in the West. Yeah, and Joe Mal Crawford actually having a great game. 5-7 from the floor. Cat yeah. struggling a bit. Um, he's 0-5 from the field. Uh, has 10 boards, uh, only 14 points for Cat. So they're relying on Jeff Teague, Andrew uh, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Maple Kat's Jordan shaking a little bit. Uh, 20 minutes for Jamal Crawford as well. So not too crazy of a workload yeah. for the old man. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see, uh, Dave, do the next playoffs. Uh, I'm going to say yes. What seed? They they will go in as the seventh seed. Okay. I think they're going to they're, they're gonna clutch on. Maybe seven or eight. No playoffs, Ricky? Nope. 
They'll be the ninth seed. All right, I will take I will. them. I'll take them making the playoffs. I think they'll. I think they'll be the sixth seed. I know it's a rough stretch there that we mentioned, but I think they end up being okay, going five hundred. Yeah. I think this is gonna be a team that you know they're gonna win the games that they're gonna you know with beating the cupcake right now in the Bulls. Um, I think they're gonna beat the teams that they need to. They're gonna lose to Golden State, Boston, but when it comes to like games against the Nuggets or you know a team that are close to them, mm-hmm. um, I think that they'll still get be able to get the win over those teams because Carl Anthony Towns is so damn dominant when he is on. Same with Andrew Wiggins. I feel like those guys have enough of a rapport with one another, playing so long with each other for the past three years. It's going to be a team that's able to you know, rise up to the occasion and at least score more points than <laughs> the other team because they're not going to be able to play defense, but at least they'll be able to rise to the occasion. I think they'll still make the playoffs. But anyways, it's going to do it for the Jimmy Butler talk. Let's move on now to the final topic. You're still listening on Blog Talk Radio. Big shout out to you if you're still listening on YouTube. Shout out to you. I think we also are on Stitcher as well. We don't have a lot of Stitcher fans that are vocal. Um, but if you're listening on Stitcher, thank you so much. Uh, and also, the guys on YouTube, whether you're joining us for just this topic or you're rolling through the full pa- podcast, this is your third topic. Thanks for checking us out. Again, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash podcast if you want to help the fun out. But let's jump into the final topic. Kawhi Leonard still hasn't returned again. Well, made a second return for the Spurs. Played a little bit, and they shut him back down. Didn't like what they saw. And recently... Pop on an empty court inside the Pepsi Center in Denver said that he cannot hold out for a hero, and they're not expecting Kawhi Leonard to return for the San Antonio Spurs this year. He said, we've been pretty much that way, but this is the last 23 games of the season. It doesn't do any good to be wishing and hoping that somebody is going to be added and save the day and all that silly stuff. These guys have to go play for themselves and do what they do. So they're not expecting Kawhi to come back, but the question that we're posing is, should Kawhi Leonard back come back for the San Antonio Spurs? Dave, should I he? mean the I, I'm so caught up in the it's weirdness like, of the story. If he's healthy, he should play, right? right? But the question <laughs> is, does he feel healthy? I mean, medically mm-hmm. cleared, mm-hmm. but by the medical staff that he doesn't trust anymore. It's it's mm-hmm. a very strange story. I think that any any time that you have a chance to compete for a playoff spot and compete in the playoffs as a player, you should. The only you know asterisk there is if you're not healthy, of course not. But I. I'm seeing all signs are green. You're healthy, but you have a feeling, and that's that's the thing. Is like mm-hmm. how much of that is actual? Like if he's legitimately still feeling it and not doing well, I don't blame him. But mm-hmm. he needs to say something. The problem is we're getting so yep. much of this, and this is the Spurs. This is a team that does not talk. They keep their business behind doors. This so, isn't this isn't Kawhi Leonard. This is Ricky Widmer speaking. So okay. this isn't how he thinks, but this is something that I would think in my mind. All right, we're. Three of seven in our last ten. About four games separate us from out of the playoffs. Do I come back, fight for a three seed? Maybe we get to the second round. Maybe we get to the conference finals. Yeah. Or do I not risk it re-injury this year? Come back healthy next year, which will basically be my contract year because I'm not taking my player option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing that I, I look at is... I want to actually get some clarity in this mm-hmm. whole situation because when we first talked about this about two months ago, mm-hmm. we were talking as the Spurs are shutting him down. Yeah. Yeah. And now Woj came out three days ago and said, updating a previous report, Leonard has been medically cleared to play, we know that, but is elected against returning to the active roster. So it sounds like Kawhi is making mm-hmm. that decision not to play. So now it's the whole thing of, does he not trust the medical staff because he thinks he's still injured, or 
is he just not wanting to play for the Spurs? And, and it's something where you look back on what he did um, in the games that he has played. He started off a little bit slow, but he still had mm-hmm. some spurts where he looked good. And, and he could still hang out there. He had, uh, in, in his last game that he played, he had 19 points, shot 5 of 8 from the field, 9 of 11 from uh, the line, had 8 boards and 4 assists. He had a 25-point game against New York, 8 of 20 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3. I mean, he still looked yeah. decent and was looking like he was improving. But it just wasn't consistent. He wasn't consistently out there and wasn't consistently playing. Well, so it's really the question of who is doing what. Is it mm-hmm. the Spurs holding out Kawhi? Is it Kawhi holding himself out? Is he still injured? And he thinks he's still injured, or is it just something where the Spurs don't want to play him? Well, to me, if we're going off of let's say we say that Kawhi is shutting himself down, it would take Pop's word as gospel. Like the thing that I would think of is me looking into that. Sure, why not? Like. This team, do you honestly think with me, like now I'm speaking as him, do you think with me out there, can we win a title? Yeah, we could have beat the Warriors if I didn't get injured last mm-hmm. year, but this isn't the same. It's not the same situation as last year. Anything can happen. The Rockets are better. What if we meet them? Maybe they beat us this year. Why go out there? Why get? Why maybe get hurt? Anything happen? Anything can happen. If I can sit out this year and not have to play, then I can just use next year as my contract year, player option, go wherever I want. Unless it turns into a situation where it's the offseason mm-hmm. and you're just this this was you making a point saying yeah. that mm-hmm. I'm done with this organization. And that would be a first coming out yeah. from from mm-hmm. this team in the in the last two decades. What or, has been known as one of the most professional or from teams. Kawhi, because Kawhi's yeah. not an outspoken not spoken. guy. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if we'd hear it from him, but yeah. I think this is a sign that, you know, We've heard all the reports about mm-hmm. him unhappy with you know not being able to pair him with a true superstar, mm-hmm. maybe a dig at LaMarcus Aldridge, mm-hmm. dig at some of the contracts they've thrown out to aging players you know, who have paid their dues in Pop's mind, yep. so he rewards them. Well, how's your and, aging players doing now, old man? Kind and that's the those. question. They're still a third seed. They're still a third seed, but they are falling fast. Okay. This is a recent trend. Teams, teams hit wrong strides. I know. I mean, we've seen this This before. is a team that, at the end of the year... 12, I think 10 out of the last 12 games are against playoff teams or teams fighting for the playoffs right now. So it does not get easier from here. And that's mm-hmm. where I, I get concerned because I could say, devil's advocate, I could see him making that point being like, no, I'm, I'm done with this team. I'm done with this org. Move me this offseason. Maybe. I don't I, I, see that. Really? I, I, Kawhi's not the guy that to me. So he's going to come back and play next year no, and be all like, see, we're good. No. See, that's the thing. Oh. I don't think he'll do that, but I don't think Kawhi's the guy to go trade me. He's not Kobe I just think, Bryant. I don't think he will say that. Yes. I think his agent will say exactly. that. Which is his uncle? I, I, I know there's it's a relationship someone related there. to him. But, like, but, I, I, but I, I still think that if he is holding mm-hmm. himself out because he doesn't want to be on this organization, I think he'll be traded this year. And I think I, I think even if he doesn't make that command and he's not still 100 and the Spurs don't feel like he's 100% committed, they'll trade him. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't yeah. they trade him? If he's going to leave, he's going to decline his player option, get something for Kawhi Leonard. Because he's, we still think at the age that he is, in his prime, mm-hmm. he's one of the best players in the NBA. We know this. We've it's seen like this to be true. It's like the trade last year. It's, it's, I think it's going to work out very similar to that. I think it's one year left on your deal. You're, we already know you're going to opt out of the player mm-hmm. anyway, so mm-hmm. let's give somebody a chance. You know, well, if you want a one-year run at Kawhi, and if you can convince him to stay, good for you. We're moving on as an organization see, and, and going clean cut. The thing I think about is Dave going back to what you were saying, basically yeah. like I'm shutting myself down this year. See how your players are doing without me. These players that you think are going to win a championship around me. The thing that kind of that was the weirdest. About uh... it, the thing that kind of stinks about it though is. Like the contracts, how they work out, where LaMarcus Aldridge, still under contract. Paul Gasol, still under contract. 
The only big contracts, well, big in quotes, that I could see coming off the board, Tony Parker. Right, right. Danny Green, because I'm assuming he's not going to take his player option, but hell, he could. He might. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of money out there this year. Or if Rudy Gay doesn't take his player option of 8.8. Like, that's the big figures coming off the books this year. The other ones are all RFA. So it's basically, yeah. if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm also sitting there where it's like, yeah, is this threat going to, if it is a threat, because mm-hmm. we don't know for sure. Yeah, we're playing devil's advocate. We if don't know it, what's going on. It, yeah, no but uh, if just, it is, just Pop has come out and said we don't expect him to be back. If it is a threat from Kawhi to say, hey, let's see what your talent does without me, it's kind of a rock and a hard place because it's not like the Spurs can go out and say, well, well you're right, we're going to go out and uh, we can't make that spot. And what's his le- what's his leverage? Is it to mm-hmm. get a superstar? Will the trade deadlines pass? Is it to get a new contract? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we're going to extend you. It's not like I don't think the San Antonio Spurs are f- afraid to pay him. He's going to get a max no matter what. I mean, it's right. Kawhi Leonard. He's an MVP candidate when he's healthy. Unless... I mean, there's like I don't know what he is trying to bargain, at least for the rest mm-hmm. of this season, Un- unless it's he wants to get traded. Unless the leverage is, and this is the only thing I can think of, is... This free agency can't do anything. How about next year we move Lamarcus Aldridge? We move some of this. So next year's free agency we can't. But make why a would you hurt your team this year? And why would you at least you to know, prove do a point? A, but what point is he proven? Right, right, that's straight he's, up. right now, I don't. He's think, proving the point that without me out on the they're court, they're the three seed in the in, in, the, in the West in the West right now, which they yeah. were last year. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed without Kawhi Leonard from a uh, least a team standing that's built around him. Yeah, from a said. standing standpoint. This is a team that, yeah, they'll be better. They're not, they wouldn't be 11 games back from <laughs> the Rockets and Warriors right now. This is a team still in the same spot as they were last year without Kawhi Leonard. It's There's all, no, like, all going to depend on how they finish. Yeah, of course. But the thing that I'm thinking with that free agency thing is if there, if this is a, a move to get LaMarcus Aldridge out and move contracts, why would a free agent want to come there if mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, the star of that team, is not willing to play right now? Why would he be doing that? Because not only is it tanking San Antonio, it's also going to put doubt in people's mind of San Antonio and Pop's whole system. We know mm-hmm. he's a great coach, but why is Kawhi feeling this way? What's happening? Kawhi hasn't come out and said anything. There is no leverage right now for him to be like, all right, trade LaMarcus Aldridge. No, we're going to trade you, who has more trade value, who might not sign with us. Mm-hmm. LaMarcus just resigned with us. We're going to go with LaMarcus Aldridge, who's here and we know he's willing to play and not going to sit out. Again, we don't know what's going out. Kawhi could still just feel he's mm-hmm. injured and not have any gripe with this front yeah. office, but we don't know what's going on. It doesn't seem like Pop is holding out any mm-hmm. resentment, but Pop's also a smart guy and isn't going to go out and tank his trade value like Phil Jackson did to Kamal Anthony. <laughs> could, this, exactly. could this be the first sign, well, first real sign that we have that maybe the whole Spurs system of, no. like, for, who was it? Was it Robert Horry who was on the um, the uh, road tripping podcast last year where he gave the insight basically to the Spurs where it's like, yeah, when I was on there, you give your all, like, you become a part of the Spurs. All your personality, all your individuality gets sucked out. You're a spur. That is what you are kind of a thing. Is I, don't, the, I think that almost fits Kawhi, though. Like, yeah, Kawhi's but, never but, been the guy to, like, the spotlight. But, How many commercials is Kawhi in? Is this, no, 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 I'm not saying that. Is this, yeah, I know. is this maybe a turn where Kawhi's going, hey, you know what? I've bought into your system for this long. I was basically the good worker all the way through. The finals did, MVP. Did what you asked even when I wasn't a starter then. I don't think he was a starter. I think he was coming off the bench for that finals. Um, but could this be like a, hey, you know what? I'm done. Reward me for something. Because like... I, like but they the, reward him with money. They reward no, no, him with no. money, which is like, and he's going to get a max. But does yeah. he want... like? It, of course, it's, yeah, you what's want a, the what money. What are you trying to say? Are you, 
But is it the fact? I'm still on the fact of building the team around him to he, where I think I got this. I think I see where you're going with this. And this is basically Kawhi Leonard thinks he should be LeBron James. He's pissed because Maybe. the Spurs did not do what the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers True. built a team mm-hmm. around LeBron James. They catered their organization that that. to one man. And then when he complained that it wasn't working and he dragged his feet a little bit, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we start to see. Guess what? We're gonna rotate this roster over. Yeah. We're, We're gonna, gonna get make six you in, four out. But that's yeah. the thing is, well, you know, six out, four we, we in, see I mean. that Greg Popovich has been able to find a face and turn this this team around. Again, mm-hmm. there's still a third team in right. the Western Conference. Yes, I get it. They're three and seven in the last ten. I don't. So the care. Cavs were this, third seed at yeah, the time too. This is a team that has struggled. Teams go through struggles. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Warriors right now. Steve Kerr coming out saying his guys need a break. They're tired. Yeah. They just won two straight coming out of the break. But it's still things where guys are gonna get tired. Guys are going to slow up. LaMarcus Aldridge isn't going to be able to carry this team and this is every single year night. For LaMarcus as well, yeah. too. I mean, like, this is a thing where I look at this and I think people need to slow down. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, Kawhi is one of the best players in the NBA, but they had David Robinson, which turned into Tim Duncan, which mm-hmm. turned into Manu Ginobili and Tim, uh, Tony Parker joining hey. Tim Duncan, which then turns into Kawhi Leonard joining those four and then turning into Kawhi's team. I have no doubt. But the problem is, who are those next guys? Years, do you believe that DeJounte Murray is going to be but, able to fill those shoes? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like anybody on this roster but can kind of live up to that? Kawhi Leonard? You don't think he can get a lottery pick? You don't think that you know, Pop no, can I'm go back saying, out like in the that's... draft and just find another Kawhi Leonard. They can't get another number one overall pick and find a Tim Duncan, find a David Robinson. They almost lost Robinson. Tim Duncan. I yeah, mean, they almost did. That whole story about the, the family magic. couldn't fly on the plane. But that's the thing is we see Pop's ability to find a superstar. And yes, some of them have been handed to him. Tim Duncan, right into your laps, number one seed while you have David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you there's there's times where it works out for the, 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 the Spurs, but I have no doubt that he can find talent. And again, they're going to be traded if they, you know, if this is basically something where Kawhi says, "Hey, I want to be traded because that's the only leverage she has right now." They're going to get a good return for him because it's mean, Kawhi Leonard. He's better than Paul George. Are you going to get, you know, like a, a seventh pick? Do you think you can get a five? It's I a think, one-year rental. Well, it depends on. It depends on teams that low don't need a one-year rental. <laughs> let's put it this way: Would the Cavs give up the Brooklyn pick for him? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's dirty. A hundred percent. So that's that's a pick right there that. Brooklyn keeps tanking. Mm-hmm. They get the number one pick. Oh, hey, DeAndre Ayton, come over. You'll be behind Tim Duncan and the Admiral. That's a pretty nice fit right there. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Luka Doncic, who is going to be a perfect Spurs player because of the you know the no nonsense, fits right in. Doesn't need a doesn't need a name. Oh, he's a Euro. Inter, inter, <laughs> inter, international <laughs> compared arm. to the compared to the next Mono Ginobili. Um, and as yeah. a guy that's just been working hard <laughs> for the past four years. That guy seems like a damn spur to me. <laughs> like, I mean, there is guys right now in this draft that I see becoming Spurs at the top of this draft. If they trade Kawhi Leonard, they're going to get a haul for them. And whether it's uh, picks or it's young players like Victor Oladipo and Don, uh, and Sabonis, there are players out there that can bring this Spurs team back to life. And, hey, we're going to add it to Mar- LaMarcus Aldridge, and, hey, we're still going to be the third seed in the Western Conference. We're going to keep this train rolling. And mm-hmm. we're going to outlast the Warriors. We're going to outlast the Rockets. And we're still <laughs> going to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. The only leverage he has right now, if this is something that Kawhi is holding himself out because he doesn't like this 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 organization, is that he's getting his ass sent somewhere else. Question. Is Lamar, or is Kawhi Leonard – I almost said LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Is Kawhi Leonard – the guy that you can like build a team like he is yes, the number Leonard's one. 100% team guy you can number build a team one, around. he's gonna win us a championship if we build a team around. Hundred percent. Yes. The only yeah. reason I asked that is I'm glad you kind of compared him to LeBron James mm-hmm. because I was going through my YouTube flip through. Yeah. And I don't know 
what on his show made him come up with this graphic, but I thought the graphic was interesting, where Colin Coward has LeBron on one side, Kawhi on the other. Mm -hmm. And for LeBron, he goes, Magic Johnson-level communicator, never hurt, elevates talent around him, Cavs go into tank without him. For Kawhi, never talks, hurt regularly, doesn't pass, Spurs are a three-seed without him. Has he been has he been hurt regularly? That's he's the had only a couple one of injuries. Like, okay, hurt it's not regularly. This is this is the first major yeah. injury. He's had a couple small Nags. nagging injuries. But then we also see that pops a huge advocate of resting guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's something that I mean I'm. I disagree with Colin Coward so many no, things, and that's do. another thing. Yes, not I, every I brought, player is not I every that player up is because of quick. the LeBron James. Yeah, thing. yeah and, and I get that, and, mm -hmm. and maybe he wants that mindset and that treatment. Yeah. I understand it from that point, but nobody's LeBron James. That's like, like <laughs> sorry, LeBron James hasn't gotten hurt over his past fifteen year career. Everybody's shocked by it because we think he's a fucking robot. He's Benjamin this guy us right now at the All Star game. Giannis, or <laughs> oh no, Giannis, Giannis. sorry, Giannis. <laughs> It's just I, I was picturing G in my name. Yeah. Giannis out there on the floor. Well, KD out there on the floor. Westbrook. LeBron at 33 is still the most athletic even, player on the floor in that All-Star game. But not even He's LeBron. Like, you look at it this way where I'll even compare it to a guy in his own conference of Russell Westbrook where what if – this Westbrook. is This is yeah. me just spitballing here. Mm -hmm. What if Kawhi – and I know this is going to sound bad – wants to feel wanted to where – LeBron, oh, you're going to leave? We're rehauling the team. We'll do whatever you want for it. Here's the trade deadline. Here's what we're Our doing. Our cap's going to be $300 Yeah, say they're going to pay so much in luxury tax. The packs. Thunder? Oh, wait, Russ, you're thinking about leaving? Paul George, Mello, come here. Mm -hmm. We got to get you. We, we got to make sure you leave. Don't yeah. leave us like Kevin. Please don't leave us like Kevin. The Spurs are kind of like that organization. You want to leave? All right, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Yeah. I was going mean, to say, what was the comments after the uh, Super Bowl, the Eagles player who came over, and mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Long, was it? Yeah, Chris, Chris Long. Chris Long, talking about how it was like, yeah, the Patriots are great and all, but like that is an organization that is going to move on without you. Yeah. It's no fun mm -hmm. to play there. It just echoed, and I and know we've made the comparison before. How the Spurs are. That, well, that's, 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 why, I, like it. that's yeah. why I said, I know it's kind of, you know. It's cold. Uh, what's it called? It's cold, but also when I said, you know, Quiet Leonard's getting his ass shipped out there, I know it's kind of, uh, what's it called? Uh, a little... Uh, uh, I'm not sure what word you're looking for. Uh, rough. It's a little rough <laughs> yeah, okay. to say that Kawhi Leonard's getting his ass shipped out there, but that's pretty cold. much the thought process. A little cold. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a thought process is that he's gone. I mean, like, they don't care. All right, Kawhi Leonard's gone. We're going to bring mm -hmm. in whatever pieces you're going to give us to us. We're going to make sure we get the best deal possible for the San Antonio Spurs, and we're going to win basketball games. Now, Again, we don't need a hero out there. When that <laughs> comment is made, I don't know if it's made specifically by Pop, but it just sounds like, Kawhi thinks of him as a Russell Westbrook, as a LeBron yeah. James, mm -hmm. as a savior of the San Antonio Spurs. And Pop's like, no, we don't need you. We're going to win basketball games. We have 23 games of basketball left to play. We're going to play basketball. You sit on the bench. Like, that's going to be – that's my mindset of where I think it's a Kawhi decision to sit down. And maybe it is because of the organization. I think that he might have that want to be Russell yeah. Westbrook or LeBron James. But, again, we are assuming because he hasn't said anything. Right, and that's mm -hmm. that's where I want to look at this. The other side, because we focused so heavily on the negative, on this weird fact that maybe Kawhi has an ego. He's being pulled mm -hmm. toward this direction. What if, what if we find out, like – Come, you know, like mm, June, July, the Kawhi maybe wasn't completely healthy. That he went and got, you know, a third party doctor, you know, yeah. visit and, and was they like, gave him insight that and you're, have. they misdiagnosed you. They, misdiagnosed. they fucked up your year basically as the Spurs organization and you're still hurt. You're, mm. you were delayed. You're in the right for staying out. Like, what, what, what happens then? How do you move forward from that as, as Kawhi? Like, Ooh, you're going to come back to the team, but. 
you know that you've what been it, screwed over once, and we've seen that happen with other players in the past, and that really leaves well, a mark on then their, it's, their... Then it's free agency, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But then again, he, they still he feels forced control. out of it? Or do you think that he tries to you know, reconcile his, his relationship with this team? Well, because... I feel if, if he doesn't have trust issues, mm-hmm. it's like any relationship. If you don't have trust issues, why would you stay in that relationship? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's that's the one thing. If he doesn't trust this, uh, you know, you know, uh, this whole mm-hmm. organization, it's not an ego thing, yeah. then I say he just leave. I think yeah. he just go and get paid by somebody else. Well, the thing I think about in your situation is in that I'm kind of thinking about, okay, then the Spurs doctors told me I was okay to play, which I'm not because what if he got a well, we third opinion? Yeah. Right, oh, yeah. hypothetical yeah. speculation mm-hmm. here, but gets a third opinion, okay, I'm not ready to pay play. Then going into the relationship thing, I would sit there and think, all right, what does this what does this organization think about me? About oh, what if I get hurt again? Oh, they don't have to pay me. Oh, but if I win them games, that's good that I'm out there when I shouldn't be. Like I would kind of feel like okay, am I a human or am I just a means to the end for you? And that's where that's a this whole other bag deep. of worms. Yeah. Worms. But that's how I would feel as Kawhi, where it's like you don't even care about me and my own personal health. Which, I, depending on the injury, could I, end my well, career. I, mean, thing, I don't think that's where my mind. I would don't go. think this is something where this is All a career, th- yeah, threatening injury. Yeah. Again, but when you go out and mm-hmm. play, but it's a relationship when, damager. Yes, when you go out and play thirty-five minutes and you hang up twenty-five mm-hmm. points, you looked fine out there. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, you look like a little player, rust, but you, you yeah. were still the same, same you look, guy. You look like a player that was coming back from an injury, mm-hmm. and you started to show that spark again. And then you had taken you know a couple games off. What this reads to me is either the fact that he doesn't trust the injury and mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, agree with the Spurs diagnosis, the rehab, but I, and that would be the the whole relationship mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about a means to the end. I, I think that's that stuff that's a little bit deeper. No, I was I, I going think, off of the yeah. whole, but I mean, every player kind of has that thing because mm-hmm. if you don't like, if you're injured, we're mm-hmm. not going to pay you, and that's that's kind of the thing for the players. His no way he gets a max contract if it comes out that he's going to have uh, like. Continual problems hurts regularly. That no, <laughs> think about it. Like we talked about Boogie going mm-hmm. down, and yeah. I mean the the amount of damage that could do for his future, his contract. And everything. Probably gonna Kawhi Leonard is the best two way player in the NBA. You know, you you know my thoughts. You mm-hmm. know my thoughts on that. What did yeah. I say about Boogie? Yeah, the, there's going to be 15 teams that will pay Boogie max contract because of he who he is. Has a problem. Yep. And Kawhi Leonard, who did not have a, 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 the the tear that he had. Um, has been recovering longer. Guys return from injuries at some point. Yep. So there's no way that Kawhi Leonard is not getting a max contract for four years from some other team. Unless like this turns into like the Wes Johnson injury, where mm-hmm. like it really, really affects him deeply. But what do you mean affects him deeply? Like when like like he never returns to that top level best two way player in the NBA form. But when we saw him out on the floor this year, oh, it he, didn't look that much different. Like like I don't that, know, he didn't look at I, I, don't, I wouldn't he, say it didn't but, look that different. But I think he was he consistent playing, two, like taking two games off, three games off. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't con- inconsistent action. So yeah. that's the thing is, it's tough to be Kawhi Leonard when you're not playing. Uh, like Joel Embiid did uh, no back to backs for half a season and okay. looked like Joel Embiid every minute he played. Different scenario. <laughs> I know. Different usage. Different systems. But yeah. But I, I still think that with Kawhi, a team's still going to give him that money because it's Kawhi Leonard, and this guy can. Not only be the face of your franchise, but say he goes to the Cavs, mm-hmm. that changes a franchise because now LeBron James changes has Kawhi NBA. Leonard <laughs> on his team. That is putting him like right next to Golden State, just, and that's between just two players. Yeah. That's two against four players. Just right to there. make it simple, you want to know why your point is true? The Nets are a team. 
<laughs> That's always our default answer. The Nets will offer him a max well, contract then, no matter you what. You don't think the Chicago Bulls have no reason yes, not to have a max money. contract? Yeah. They would. You have money? You yep. need a three? Oh, hey, Kawhi Leonard, who can completely change this franchise. He's going to help our, us on the defensive side. He's going to help us in all assets of the game. It'd be if weird he doesn't see him in a Bulls uniform. Now. It would be. I would love have, it. Have our top five if, pick and then something, and we'll balance out the money. Exactly. Just if he doesn't come back. Like, have, have Christian Felicio. You hate that, hey, let's, let's say this. But he's worth money. He yeah. has money on his contract. Let's say this. Let's say this. And, and this is before we go into what's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard, give our final answers. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Let's just throw this out there. Just using the Bulls as an, as an option. Let's say declines a player option, plays for a year. Spurs don't want to give him that money. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Just they don't give him that money. Bulls get him. You have Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Kawhi Leonard, Laurie Markkinen. And who is that Who is that pick? You end up getting number one. You get DeAndre Ayton. Could you imagine Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, mm. a lot of Kawhi Leonard, Lori Marketing? Hell, even with that, I'll take Ayton. Ayton. I'll take Aiton, I'll take Bomba, like, I'll take Jackson. Jackson. Like, just give me a five at that point. I'm just saying, like Trey Young, but again, again, <laughs> it changes a franchise. Mm-hmm. And even if he doesn't come back the same and way, we still have Rolo because we wouldn't have traded him. <laughs> there's still the possibility that he does come back the same exact way. There's still the possibility that he's better because this was a player that last year was. Better had the best year of his career. This is a guy that's still 26 years old. Yeah, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard's about to be you know 27, 30. He's about to be in his prime. This is Kawhi Leonard who can bring multiple championships to your franchise. There's no way he doesn't get a max contract, hurt or not. Like I, that's. A thing. I think I think it's just until he talks about what happened here. Yeah, I would just as an outside team. Mm-hmm. I know I'm offering mm-hmm. the money, but I have to. That contract is going to have some interesting stipulations to it, kind of kind of along the lines of what the Sixers have done. Well, it's also going to be you know talking about what do you want, what mm-hmm. what happened, what do you yeah. need? I think that's and you a, have to be able to provide that for yeah. Kawhi because again, he's a franchise changer. Yeah. I'm going to bring it full circle here. Okay, it and then we'll go to final answers. Kind of reminds me of what we talked about earlier in a way. Yeah. with the probe where it was like, hey, you know what? We're going to believe it because we don't know anything right now, and that's where we're at right now. I'm going to believe this. Because I don't know what really happened. And then, like, today for that news, we find out what happened. Where it's like, oh, crap, maybe i got to rechange my position on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can only work off what's mm -hmm. information available. And to be fair, the source it's coming from is a reliable source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're we're getting part of the story and and making a lot of assumptions for potential situations here. I think that this is... This isn't going to resolve itself in the next three to six weeks. I think this is going to be an off-season, continual out. story. Especially if it doesn't come back and make a statement. And I, and mm-hmm. I, and that that'd be the most quiet thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Just pretend this never happened as Kawhi Leonard, and we'll just see him back in his first uniform, <laughs> making jokes with Pop on the sidelines next year. Like this never even happened. <laughs> just real be- quick, going back to the FBI thing, mm-hmm. just because you brought it up. Someone said, uh, "Oh, how does this come out of nowhere? What happens? Who leaked this? Mm-hmm. It's got to be the NBA." <laughs> Leak it right now, right after the All-Star break. What are people talking about? You're talking about the probe. You're uh-huh. talking about college basketball falling. You're bringing in young superstars. Mm-hmm. What is the NBA going to do with the G League? Oh, I didn't even know the G League was around. What the hell is the G League? <laughs> now, I, I think it, it makes sense. There's links to the NBA and, and these man uh, and these agents. Could be a possible thing that the N- NBA leaked this to Yahoo and everything. Uh, but real quick, final thoughts. Will Kawhi Leonard play this year? And if not, or if he does... Will he be a spur uh, in the next two years? Will he be a spur long term? Let's answer it that way. Right now, I'm going to say no, yes. 
So no, so, he will not play. Yes, yes he will. Spur. Okay. I will agree with that, and I, I'll even do you one better. Mm-hmm. I think that the Spurs choke on epic proportions this year, and I'm going to put them at a nine seed. You keep saying like even before the time, you're like, but but. But they're only they're tied for four. Like you want they're, them to they're fail. At third right now. You want them to They've fail had a poor without performance. Him. And like I said, ten of the last twelve mm-hmm. games are against teams with legit playoff potential. Just saying. And they've lost seven. I don't know if you just said seven yeah. of the last were playoff teams. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Seven of their last seven losses. They can't beat teams, teams that are in the playoffs. And they you're did trying to beat be a the Nuggets team. though, so they're one Boom. in seven against playoff Boom. teams. Spurs will be fine. Spurs will be a playoff team. They might not be the three seed, but they will still be a playoff team. What seed? It's Greg Popovich. I don't know. Do they win 50 games this year? Because that's kind of the what, Popovich they're at 36 thing. right now? Yep. 14 30... out of their last 23. That's... Oh, no. Do they have to win? Oh, yeah, no. 11 and... Uh, I say they 48 wins. Okay. 48 wins. You, you win 12 it's of the next 23. It's a pretty down year for Pop. So they're um, close. Yeah. But I, I still think there are there are three to five seed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Kawhi does not come back. Kawhi does not make a statement. Ooh. And at the NBA draft... Kawhi Leonard is, is moved, Ooh. and he's either picked up by the Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. oh. where Mark Cuban's going to put a ton of people around him, possibly people who are you know scumbags. He needs good, um, <laughs> he needs good PR after what's going on there. <laughs> Mark Cuban is yeah. a machine. It's not like uh, Kawhi Leonard is the face of a franchise, or anything. Um, and yeah, what? <laughs> public face. Oh, did you say, are you talking about because what he said about Westbrook? No, I say not like Kawhi Leonard is. Oh, because yeah. he doesn't talk. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean Dirk. Dirk was never. I mean Dirk was great because of international, but exactly. Dirk was always a quiet guy. Yep. Um, Kawhi Leonard goes to the Dallas Mavericks, Chicago Bulls, or the Cleveland Cavaliers end up trading that seventh pick <laughs> for Kawhi Leonard as Pop makes him available. Kawhi Leonard will not be a spur after this year. Wow. Would, would they Gone. have to? Would they have to move K Love to make the contracts work for? I don't know. No they, they'd work some wizardry, man. They're, they're so I much. hate that you, I they, brought up they another can, K-Love trade. They, I'm they, sorry, Kevin. I, I think they keep K-Love and they move like Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson or something like that. Okay. You know, They'll make the contracts work somehow. But Kawhi, Just move those Lakers. Kawhi Leonard to, is either going to be a Dallas Maverick, a Chicago Bull, or he's going to be a Cleveland Cavalier. Bull, John. That's a rough pick. Anyways, that's going to do it for the Fast Break Podcast. Our camera might go out again for the second time in this podcast. We have so much fun talking about these Mm -hmm. topics. You're listening on YouTube. Thank you so much. Blog Talk Radio, iTunes. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Five stars. We appreciate all that help. It gets more eyes on us. Also, check out Most Valuable Podcast. Dot com as Ricky's going to let out a yawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't let it out. He knows it is. Most of podcasts, you can check out everything that we post from the Primetime Podcast, on Sidekick, Fast Break Podcast, Rick and Johnny Podcast, all going to be over there. Also check out patreon.com slash Podcast where you can become a patron and help support us in a different way. What's up? If you didn't say anything, our audio listeners would have never known. That's 100% <laughs> true. They would have never uh, known. Finally, uh, sorry about the whole mock draft situation coming out a little bit late. We know that there was, uh, you, know, you know, people were waiting for it. Wet Boys goes up and people were like, oh, what's going on? Uh, we had some technical difficulties with Ricky's computer. Just wasn't going on. That computer has been a machine doing so much work with years. us over the so years. Three the fact, years. Yeah. The fact that it you know had one bad week and it just happened to be mock draft week was a little rough. But, you know, Ricky doing a great job. Let me, yeah. let me put it this way. You ever listen to Lil Dicky's album? How at the end he goes, yeah, oh, my God. MacBook Pro been with me since the beginning. <laughs> That's how I feel about my HP. It's been with me since the beginning. And we're not sponsored. But no. HP, if you want to sponsor us, the camera's we'll officially be happy to. dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be happy to be sponsored. Anyways, for Dave Oster and the HP man himself, Ricky Widmer. I got another one. I, I am a uh, hot take Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.